Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Games of the Decade. And we are now into 2016. I'm your host, Sean Garman, here. We have an extra large panel for these set of shows. Um, so... Get ready, as I don't know if they're going to be any longer or shorter. So the one good thing here is that uh, starting with this year, the website existed. So we have an extra kind of set of top 15 to kind of go off of and have fun looking back at what we thought were the top games of that year, in that year actually, and then be able to look at how if if any of our thoughts have changed since then looking at, back at it you know 3 years or so later so that should be fun but uh joining me here is as always Mr. Mark Morrison Howdy and uh Jens Dietrich Great to be here and Mr. Randy Isbell Yeah all I know is number 1's the same and joining us uh, for the first time on these, Daniel Anderson. Hello. All right. So, just in case, for some reason, I feel like I'm a broken record having to say this every time, but if you decided to start listening at 2016 and didn't go back to listen to any of the other ones, the way we did this is that everybody here voted, along with one extra person that's not here on the podcast present. And we all had top tens for every year that's in this in you know in the previous decade. Your number one was ten points, your number ten was one point, and you know, you can do the math in between. And we took all that and made a top fifteen for each year with some extras if there were ties. And we're taking that number and reducing it to a de facto top ten for each year, so that eventually when we do the top 100 of the decade, we know which games were standouts for those years. So, as I mentioned, uh, we're going to rattle these off here for 2016. This is what it looks like before we do any kind of debating. Number one is Uncharted 4, number two, Titanfall 2, three, Doom... The 2016 version, Inside, is number 4. Stardew Valley 5, Dark Souls 3 is at 6. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE is at 7. Super Hot 8, Pokemon Go 9, Watch Dogs 2, and Firewatch are also tied for 9th. Along with Ratchet & Clank Remake, Odin Spear Loof Rouser, and Overwatch, <laughs> and Tricky Towers. Life for a zier. Really? <laughs> okay. I love yeah. Browser, so that's a great. I game. know. I, 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 I'm not German, so uh, thank you, Jens, for clearing that up for me there. <laughs> and then just missing out is the Witness and Res Infinite tied for 16th, and Planet Coaster and Owlboy are tied for 18th. 
So wait a second, which which year did Luft Rousers come out? Because that should have been on one of these lists. No, that was way back. I think it was uh, was it two thousand eight or two thousand nine? Okay, man, that feels well, like oh, twenty fourteen. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, well, no. The thing was, I think yeah, just and no one had it on their list. Nobody no. even thought about it. <laughs> I played so, that game a lot. Uh, what's funny is that if you go back to you know when we did this. On the podcast, Mark Daniel and I, Overwatch was really high. Nobody even thought about Dishonored 2, which is fourth on the list when we uh, did it in 2016. Uh, Battlefield 1 got extra praise, so did Final Fantasy 15 and Last Guardian. Three games that I think nobody thinks about now. <laughs> I, mean, and, I, should, I should have had Final Fantasy 15. I was picking quite a bit. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah, Randy and I had also beat it at that time too <laughs> so I, I'd that, probably close at least or you know up on my way <laughs> yeah and there's more love for Watch Dogs 2 now than uh, back then as well so interesting interesting stuff to look at so anything that you guys from the you know 11 to 15 or the missing out list that you well obviously I think Overwatch we gotta put in here somewhere <laughs> Yeah, but aside from I don't that, see how we get around it. I like that Ratchet and Clank remake quite quite a bit. <laughs> I like that a lot too. I'm a big Odin Sphere fan, obviously, uh, but you know, Tricky Towers—that's like a forever game for me. I've played that more than anything else on this list, I think. Yeah, I've played a lot of Tricky Towers too. Thank you, PlayStation Plus. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that game. Best too. value for money ever. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's one of those games. I, I, I agree with you. I just never delete it from my PlayStation Four. Oh, I just, man. it's a good way to waste twenty minutes or whatever. It's great, Randy. Since you are a Tricky Towers player, we need to we need to play some some verses sometimes. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, one game. One, for the record, I actually had Final Fantasy 15 on my list. I didn't forget, guys. I never forget. Uh, but one game. I don't think it makes a top ten. I just want to give it a shout out. Another puzzle game, The Witness. I thought was very beautifully done. Definitely is not for everybody. I, uh, see, I, I really didn't like The Witness. <laughs> I also didn't I, like it, but I kind of think it should be on the list. Like, it, I, would, I would much rather have like the Talos Principle, and that was a year before, on, on a list, like, you know, on a Game of the Year list. The, right. the puzzles in that were so good, and I love that it didn't hold your hand, and you had to really figure out what each section of the island wanted you to do. And it was gorgeous on top of it. But, again, I can totally understand why people wouldn't like the game, because there wasn't much else there other than puzzles. I mean, the whole island was a giant puzzle, basically, and if you're not into that, you're not going to like that game at all. It makes me laugh, because half that uh, podcast from 2016 is me trying to get Mark to understand that The Witness should have been on the list, and he kept fighting me the whole time that The Witness shouldn't be on the list, because we didn't get to review it at the time. That, that will repeat this time, and I have it now, so there you go. All right, well, now I, I, I want to fight harder for it to get to the top 10, because that's, that's the best part of these podcasts, is the fight mark. So. I, could no, see I, myself, I, I could see myself fighting for Firewatch, but I, I will grant that it's a flawed game, even though I love it. Yeah, the plot, like, the gameplay is pretty nice, but the plot is just too, like, wonky. I like the plot. It, it's more there were some technical issues with it that, that I experienced. Well, the whole, like... But dad living in the woods you know it's like it's weird like homeless guy it's like what <laughs> well daniel do you have a thought on any of these here 
uh, it's just really interesting to go back and look at what we thought when we did the original podcast versus now. Uh, I mean, I can't really... I don't have a big argument with the list. There were a lot of good games that did come out that year, going back and looking, and... I mean... It's just kind of crazy to see all opinions change. Uh, One thing you had listed for influential reasons was No Man's Sky. Uh, It's the end of his favorite game. It's a completely different game at this point. Yeah, I I will not allow it on this list. No, I mean, we're taking it for what it was in 2016, and it was not what it is now. So, like, when we do the top 100, I think that's where we can discuss, you know, like, No Man's Sky's rise and fall and, you know, whether we want to put it in there or not. No oh, man, um, like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fourteen is the one that like we could 15. have broken that rule for. Or, oh, fifteen was this year. Okay, and that never mind. Yeah. 15's okay. I enjoyed fifteen probably more than Ocevil, and I, it's just, I quite liked it. Yeah, I think I platinum that game. <laughs> yeah, it was. My, it, yeah, go my ahead. only issue with Final Fantasy fifteen was it it got the Metal Gear Solid five treatment. Like the ending felt super rushed. Oh, it was so bad. Way no, way out of place. The story is bad, but I still like the gameplay and like the core four oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, the they gameplay is fantastic. They did patch a lot of that stuff in, and I actually I think I played more of the the weird multiplayer add-on. Comrades. Yeah, I played more of that than the main game. I think Mark was lucky, and he didn't have to play the the totally weird chapter thirteen that tried to be four different games in one for some reason. Was that the one where you're like in the base, you're like you have to like hide out and shit? Yeah, you're stealthing for some reason when you don't no, stealth I, the entire I, rest I of did, the game. I did play that, and it was super uh, weird. I'm like, what What are we doing here? Yeah, and then you can find that ring that makes you, like, overpowered. And Oh, yeah, I got that. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Why are we waiting until right now to do this? <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, and then we go into this, like, great overworld for most of the game, and then all of a sudden it's like we just got put in a tunnel. Like, the reverse of Final Fantasy thirteen happened. And then you just get put in a tunnel for, like, the rest of the chapter 9 to 13. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, thank you, a game that got totally rushed because you ran out of money. Uh, and it's obvious, but I'm still... Uh, if they would have been able to, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens because now there's rumors that apparently that game might be longer than people think. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, all right. So realistically, here we got to get Overwatch on the list somewhere, and whichever one, whether it's Ratchet and Clank or Tricky Towers, or uh, we. So we got to find at least one game, if not two, to remove off the list. I nominate Dark Souls 3. <laughs> Watch Dogs 2. No, because Watch Dogs 2 made Watch Dogs uh, an actual good franchise. Yeah, Watch well, Dogs 2 is... Watch Dogs and, 2 is much better than 1. And Dark Souls 3 is another one of those goddamn games. I've been thinking about, but you know, it's on sale right now on the, the holiday sales. So I've been thinking about whether I should give Watch Dogs 2 a shot for like 10 bucks or however much it is. Yeah, it's a much better game. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I mean, I would say remove Dark Souls three, and I could see Pokemon Go going. So uh, I think you got to make a case that Pokemon Go 
Man, like I, I I cannot stand Pokemon Go. I think it's actively bad, but it like had would, a huge cultural impact. Like I would say that'd be like an influential game, but none of us stick, stuck with it, or none of us care about it. And also, no. it had and the like, thing it's where it's, it's, it's only good because it has Pokemon attached to it. Like it's not like that uh, egress crap. Like right, it's just a different. reskin of egress essentially. Well, remember yeah. that at this point in 2016, they also had it where it got broken. The catching mechanic got broken, like I think, like two months in, or or something like that. They got, they got rid of the uh, uh, something that said how close surrounding stuff was to you. It wouldn't tell you how close something was, but that was yeah. It. But well, I, which I makes it difficult because the, you know, just for the reaction and the cultural impact of it alone, it probably should have been on this list. Just, I mean. Think about it. You had my job was working. Uh, I watched cameras to make sure people aren't trespassing, and I lost count of the number of times I saw people staring at their phone, walking onto places they shouldn't have been because of the game. Yeah, and not only that, it got people to go outside and be in groups that you never see. I was going to say, and then he disappeared them. <laughs> to Mark's, and, Mark, to your point about deleting Dark Souls three. Uh, that's, I mean, it's the third best Dark Souls game, but it's still, to me, better than a lot of the games that are on this list with it. I don't, I don't think we can lose it. I mean, I'm okay with where it is. It could even be lower. I'm not going to fight whatever the placement for it is going to be, but I think it needs to be on there just because it's, you know, even not being the best Dark Souls game, it's still, uh, you know, one of the best games of the year. No, it's not. (laughs) Just because you like that formula doesn't mean other people do. <laughs> yeah, but it's, well, there's a lot of other people that like that formula, though. Plus, it's, I mean, it's more the same. Like, you know, they made, they made that, that one game, and then they cranked out three others pretty quickly. Like, No, they didn't crank it out that fast. I mean, that was double-tracked with Bloodborne, kind of with multiple teams working on multiple games at From. Yeah, and next year you're going to be wanting Bloodborne on this stupid list. Right, but it's years of development. Well, it's not but like Bloodborne me. was actually worth putting on the yeah, list. Yeah, Dark Souls 3 isn't. Mm. I mean, it's I, literally not, like, not that much new or, or different from the first two. Come on, but half. it's a better game than, than Pokemon Go. It's a better game than uh Well, I uh, want that to go also. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Super Hot. For what it does, and super hot could yeah. be like at the top of the list as far as I'm concerned. Like totally unique mechanically, like there's nothing else quite like it. Feels amazing, gives you kind of that that, that like slow mo shootout feeling. Like unlike any, you know, even things like God, what was that John Woo game, Stranglehold? Yeah, you know, or, or or like there's like games that have tried that sort of thing, but like super hot does it so well and so slickly. Um, and, and turns it into a you know a combat puzzle more than anything. I just I absolutely adore it. Uh, it's one of the mechanically one of the best games that that I've played. I mean it's, you know it's short and and uh, um, you know you can get ain't, ain't that short. Well, okay, if, if you take all the bonus, you know, um, doing the missions again under different conditions. But it's like a five hour game maybe for the campaign, right? Yeah, so that, that's that, in, that infinite mode, so you just kind of keep playing it forever. Well, you can, but yeah, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of challenge levels and stuff. But you know, it's not the most substantial game in terms of content, but it's just man, the core of it 
it's just so good. And I did like the the weird story where you know I don't even know exactly what's going on. You're you're a hacker or something, and you're getting weirdly corrupted over time. Or all right, well, we need to make some kind of movement here. I feel like we could make a case that Pokemon Go got bigger as it went on. Yes, it was a huge explosion in 2016, but I think it also was improved in later years, adding in the battling and adding in other things like the raids and stuff like that. That you could make a case that when we go into the top 100 and we want to talk about adding it, sure, but it's not the total complete game that it is right now in 2016. Anybody else want to? If you want to use that rationale, go ahead. (laughs) I'm saying, is anybody else going to argue with me about keeping it on? Going once, going twice, no, then... Put Overwatch yeah. there and take it off then. <laughs> okay, so anybody really want to argue about Ratchet and Clank? Or are we done with that? I mean, I dug it, but it can go. Like, it's not like the most like influential game in the world. It's not like the third game in a franchise that's already bad or anything. So oh, it's a really boy. good remake of that first game, and that was a good game to begin with. So it's nice. I know Randy really liked it too. So. Yeah, I, I played it. After, we watched the movie and then played the game, so it was really weird. <laughs> I, I did so it the game was a much better experience. Okay, Isn't the movie just the cutscenes from the game? It basically is. So I'm having, I was having fun playing the game and going, oh, I know this part. I mean, they obviously <laughs> changed a little bit, but yeah. I mean, yeah. the same voice actors and stuff did both, and they they do take bits and pieces from the movie and with the game and but I, I agree with Mark that the remake was really good. I don't think it makes the top ten and I don't think I'll fight too hard for it. But I enjoyed the game for sure. I kind of other than Tricky like Tricky Towers is the only one I can make an argument for, but I, I know that it's not uh Well you, get, you, get, you got one sacred cow on that list, you can get you can get rid of it and put another good game put an actual good game on there. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> hard to subs yeah. I don't know. I don't, Unless you want to cut Doom, I'm okay with that also. <laughs> no. I don't like Doom, but a lot of people love that game. Yeah, I really like that wrong. game. <laughs> no, the multiplayer was crap, but that the single player was good. I really liked it. You just go in there and fucking kill shit. I mean, I have no idea what Inside even is. Inside? Okay, so it's the better version of Limbo. Yeah, you play uh, the big blob monster oh, halfway through. Okay. And you, it's, just, it's basically like a... You walking? It's a side scroll, and you—it's yeah, it's a sci-fi limbo. Yeah, and the story is much more apparent uh, than in Limbo, and it's um like really like once you get to the end, it's it gets really emotional, and for being a short game, it's uh is quite impactful, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I I absolutely love that game. It's it's so good, and, and like you said, it's an upgraded version of Limbo. I mean, they added color to it too, so it it changes the the art style a little bit. There's a lot more interaction with people 
in that game and and like you said i mean the story in limbo it was kind of left to your own interpretation inside is you know exactly what's going on and some of the hidden features in it it, it's it's really good all right sounds like that has to stay all right so i guess i'm the only dark souls 3 defender whereas mark randy and i all love tricky towers so maybe we do replace maybe we do put tricky towers on the list I love now, it. I can, now I can go back to previous podcasts and get Dark Souls Two off those lists. No, <laughs> I no, no, I don't. I think Dark Souls Two is much harder to. Uh, Dark to, Souls Two is significantly different than yeah. Dark Souls One and Three. So, okay, I so I think we're good with what's there, and now it's about moving things. I think. Uh, Honestly, I feel like Stardew Valley could go in third just for that game is addicting. It is just, it's something you can just play. You can pick up, I mean, it's perfect for the Switch. It's perfect for almost anything, but it's like, it's also on phones at this point too. You can pick it up, play for a little bit, and keep just farming and doing your thing. Uh, it's amazing that one guy made that game and, you know, it continues to be iterated. It has multiplayer now. And it's just, it's amazing how that game has continued to just be improved upon and people still play it and there's, and then still love it. And it's just like, I not a Harvest Moon guy and I've been playing it on my phone and just, enjoying the crap out of just making a a farm and you can go romance people in that game and and all that stuff. I just it's it's really neat. Sure. <laughs> I just don't like Doom or Inside that much, but so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I would say flip Stardew Valley and Doom. Keep inside at four. That's not bad for me on that. Uh, do you have a particular feeling about anything? Any game you want to talk about, Daniel? No, I mean, I don't have any argument about flipping them. Uh, I mean, it looks, I mean, the top five, as you did, putting Stardew Valley at three, I think it looks pretty good set up like that. So what is what is your issue with, with Doom, Mark, that you don't? Uh, I just didn't like the gameplay. Like, I thought it was just kind of weird that you like kept comparing to melee guys. Too reliant on melee finishers, and they get repetitive. Well, yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't like the gameplay in that game, which is weird because I mean, everyone else says it's good, but I'm just like, eh, okay. Like, it felt just very banal to me, or like boring. It didn't feel like Doom to me. Yeah, I felt like it, I mean it was fun to like the 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 setting of of hell was like amazing to look at for me. I think that's kind of what got me is just being in that world and you really feel like you're kind of immersed in it or whatever. And it was like cool also, to go back actually, there. Go ahead. There was a lot of like weird humor in that game, which was like funny, but it felt kind of out of place. <laughs> Isn't that the case for most Bethesda games? That I have no problem with. Yeah, but not in Doom. Like, there's not a ton of humor in the original Doom game. (laughs) 
that's their reinterpretation of it. Like many years later, I mean, it's better than. I mean, there is there are. It's better than these super serious Doom Three, you know. That's like they're trying to be the dark and the really dark and gritty one. Well, definitely, I think we can move it down because Overwatch should probably be like fifth or something. I was going to suggest moving Tokyo Mirage Sessions Fire Emblem into the top five because I think it's probably. I mean, it's close to my number one that year. But I also well, want Super Hot in the top five, so it's difficult for me. Like, you know, Token Marauder Sessions was just like. It was um, cool to have a Persona type game on the Wii U of all things. And just. They did that. Like, it's not. And it somehow is able to combine Fire Emblem in a way that you don't expect. It has its, like, the modern weird, setting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it has this weird story, uh, and, and I, I enjoyed the dungeons too. You know, so um, apparently the apparently the banter is not translated or subtitled in the Twitch version that's about to come out, which is kind of that kind of su- kind of sucks. But what did they, they, uh, they're changing the translation? No, the gameplay, the battle banter that they have. Oh. Apparently, they didn't decide to translate that or subtitle it, so it's all in Japanese. Uh, so you can't really. You're just gonna hear them say "segoi" a lot, apparently. But uh, that's fine. Yeah. So, but like, it was like I, I hadn't played any kind of Persona type game at that point, and it was like something that I was like, "Wow." I picked this That's game up for the Wii U, and it was... I couldn't stop playing it. It was awesome. And I'm so happy to get to play it pretty soon again. Yeah, I know, I've never played it. So I'm curious I, to give it hear a me out. Superhot number five, Tokyo Mirage Sessions number six, Doom number seven. I'm fine with that, because Superhot is very... It's, it's a, like, there's nothing else like it. And then now that they put it in VR, which makes it even more awesome to play. Like, it's one of those games that, like, you play in a VR and I don't think you want to go back to playing it the other way. Because it's just so immersive and it's... You really don't. Hmm. I'm fine with that, too. I think that that works. And then, uh, oh, that, yeah, that works too. Yeah, you can you can move Overwatch over Doom as well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that one, I, I I feel less. Yeah, that's fine. Fine. I mean, Overwatch, like, yes, uh, it sort of just does Team Fortress, but I mean. You can't what deny game? what it, what, what? Game doesn't these days. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, over people are worried that if Overwatch League doesn't do well, that esports could go down. That's how important Overwatch is, and it you know it's just. I think, uh, and it's also like look at Apex Legends. Basically, takes what Overwatch did, and. You know, change it changes the formula some and makes it into its own game. I just, I think Overwatch kind of causes explosion, and I mean, it it, it helped Blizzard 
right? Because they were in a weird spot at that point. And all of a sudden, Overwatch comes on. And it's like, holy crap, here we go. Explosion. Overwatch. They figured out how to ape another genre and make it theirs. So, you know. I think, uh, I think we got the list, right? Or is anybody going to argue for anything else? Yeah, pretty painless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's your 2016 uh, top 10. Well, hold on. We got to talk about the two games. I mean, they're kind of yeah. like no does. People know what they are, but I feel like we need to talk about them, I guess. Um, yeah. Titanfall 2 and Uncharted 4, we haven't said a word about them. They're just there. <laughs> uh, so, Randy, you want to take the honors on your your favorite series here no god no not that i have any problem with it being at number two but for uncharted 4 it is the the perfect love letter to put that series out uh just a lot of callbacks to the original three i mean i guess the one thing you can get on about the the story is the inclusion of a brother for for nate was a little weird with sam but i thought they did it really really well um, a little long, maybe in the final act. I can I can see that too with Elaine when you're you're hunting for the pirate ship stuff. But I, it's just so gorgeous. Like seeing the Uncharted universe in PS4 graphics was fantastic. The gameplay, of course, was was great. The the voice acting's amazing. Uh, just a perfect send off to that series. Titanfall two. Go ahead, go ahead, Daniel or I Mark. Say, I, sorry, I, I'm I'm kind of indifferent to Uncharted Four because I didn't play the the other ones, so it seemed okay. But <laughs> I forget. Wow, this seems well. Like I mean, if you haven't played the other ones, I feel like you don't grasp some of the why Uncharted Four is is uh, beloved. What, I mean, think you mean you mean the brother character isn't part of that series from the get go. They didn't introduce him. Yep. In a half-assed no. retcon. <laughs> but even if it's your first Uncharted game, like, the core of it and the presentation and the polish are still just so high up there. I mean, I thought I was, you know, I thought I had, like, Uncharted Burnout when I started that game, and I was surprised by how the magic came back. I actually thought the multiplayer was pretty good also in that game. Didn't play that like, one. surprisingly. Like... <laughs> Titanfall 2... Basically gives you Titanfall with a wonderful story mode, and well, you know you st- a, a story mode. <laughs> I like that story mode. Like it, it's not bad. I mean, like Titanfall one didn't have any story mode. Well, no, so that's it, what I'm saying. But improvements good. <laughs> but they could have just totally shoehorned that thing in there and just did whatever with it, right? Like, but they. They gave you an actual story mode that had some gravitas to it. Like, you feel for that robot and the way that they kind of... The, the human character and the robot have a connection. And that's sent through the entire campaign as you're, as you're playing through it. I mean, like, that's what grabbed me. I didn't care about the multiplayer stuff in, in Titanfall 2. Like, that, I... Like, I love just experiencing the gameplay of that game through that story mode. That's what got me, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. But 
And I do think that it you we do need to point out that the game was royally screwed over by the release date when it came out. Yes, because they decided to release it the same. The what game is they it? own, or like the game they supported better, or probably be a bigger hit. <laughs> Yeah. No, like they released it within the same window as Infinite Warfare and Battlefield One. Yeah, it was I'm like in, Battlefield, Battlefield One came yeah. out, Titanfall Two was the next week, and then the Call of Duty was the week after that. Yeah, it was, it was just if they had released it at any other time, that game I think would have been a massive success. But because of when they released it, it kind of got overlooked. Well, that's okay. Respawn got to prove him wrong many years later. So, it's fine. <laughs> and Titanfall 3 will never get made. <laughs> Probably not. And we'll have to see with uh, Vince Sapella going to Dice right. LA what, yeah. what that does, if anything. But, uh, alright. So, here we go. Here's our top 10 for 2016. Uncharted 4 and Titanfall 2 did not move from their 1 and 2 spots. Stardew Valley at 3, Inside at 4, Token Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE at 5, Superhot number 6, Overwatch 7, Doom at 8, Watch Dogs 2 at 9, and Tricky Towers at 10. Really quick, why is Watch Dogs 2 great? Because nobody really... I did. Yeah, Yeah, you just said it made Watch Dogs better, but... Yeah, well, better better main character had a better, way better story, good hacking mechanics, more interesting city to drive around in and explore. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this like a few, I think the last podcast, but yeah, it's just a massive step up from Watch Dogs One because it's an actual good game now. Where they go, it gives you a lot to look forward to with the Watch Dogs Legion, and when yeah. that comes out uh, in twenty twenty. So, yep, that's it. Hopefully you enjoyed what you heard here for 2016 and you join us for the years coming up 2017, which is absolutely the death of what you pick between those heavy hitters. My God, the most brutal year of all. Yeah, that was painful for us to go through, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, it was, was, you can make an argument for really... It was about five or six... Or yeah. five as being game of the year. Yeah, it was it was an absolute like killer year for for like heavy hitters uh, at that point. So, and we'll get into that very shortly. But uh, also, remember we have twenty ten through twenty fifteen. And if you know you you've liked what you heard, you want to hit, listen to us weekly. We do do this show on a regular basis, and we have our. Most anticipated games of 2020, and whenever we get, we're, we're finishing out most of this part one of the series, and we'll on Friday we we should have our final podcast of that series, and also a regular show. Uh, so we'll get look forward to that. It's hit subscribe to Video Games to the Max so you can get us whenever we do drop an episode, and give us a review on any podcast service that you. Enjoy whether that's iTunes, Spotify, our Heart Radio, whatever. Uh, oh, sorry, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. Sorry, uh, Apple for they don't they don't want you to call it that anymore. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a little bit for 2017. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.